So many of our kids in pain are argumentative. And we don't want to fight. And we don't want to argue. And we want to go ahead as much as possible and uh, not have discussions, especially about hot topics. For example, we had a parent that was here. And we're trying to build NKN, Nafshik Shurba Nafshik. And he told me, I had a very bad, very bad Shabbos with my kid. And um, we had a big fight. I said, what was the fight about? He said, politics. I said, what? Yeah, at the Shabbos table, my kid was saying about, uh, I, don't, I don't know if they were pro-Trump or anti-Trump. Let's say they were pro-Trump and I was anti-Trump. And we got into a heated debate and we went ahead and, and it was a heated debate and we fought and I, and I put her down and she put me down and she blew up and, 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 we, and our relationship went, went down because we fought about politics. I said, what are you, crazy? You're real bona fide Meshuggah and I don't talk like that. I'm like, you're the IV to your child and you cut the IV on your child for the medicine over politics? I said, was CNN there? Were you, was anybody there? Were, there, were, were you just, just, you had to fight with her for the world to see? Are you running for Congress? I mean, even so, even if you're running for president, you kill your kid? I said, you're in your dining room. Why do you have to argue? Why do you have to fight about politics? It makes a difference what you said. Over nothing, you ruined the only way to bring your child to be normal. The kid was suicidal. The kid had ma- major problems. She retreated back into depression. You cause your kid to be depressed, and the only way to be Makarov in Yiddishkeit, and everything that you want is connection, and you ruin the connection because of politics. Did, did President Trump go ahead and thank you, or whatever the other? What are you crazy? So sometimes they argue about religion. Many times they say, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in. A lot of times, Nebuch, they say terrible things. They say smelly rabbis. The trust was broken. All rabbis are molesters. They say there's no Torah. There was no, it's all Baba Maya. They could say a lot of painful things. No question about it. The first thing is, we don't let anything disconnect us. We don't let anything disconnect us. So the first thing is to say, listen, we have different views on politics. Or we have different views on religion. But there's so many other things in the world to talk about. You know, Goyim never talk about religion. So let's not let our differences divide us. Let's let our love, I'll call Pshoyim Tchasa right? On all sins, love conquers all. Let's let our love be the most supremely important thing. And let's not talk about anything that divides us. You believe that that, that the Karedim should serve in the army, and I believe that they shouldn't. And you believe that they're this, you're anti, and I'm pro. We don't have to discuss this issue. Most of the people in the world are not discussing this issue. Let's not discuss things that divide us. Let's not let this go. We're allowed to have different beliefs. I respect you for your belief. You respect me for my belief, or you don't. But let's talk about everything else. It's like I met an atheist. I told him, you spend more time thinking about God that you say doesn't exist than I do. And I'm from all day you're busy, there's no God, there's no God. I said, there's no God, leave it alone already. The whole day he's busy, there's no God, there's no God. He's writing articles, there's no God. I said, if from people would think about God as much as you do, you know, you're not a Don't, that, that's the first step. That's without skill. 
we're not going to let our differences divide us. And that's the way we should be with the Chilonim in Israel. They used to say, you have to this, you have that. You say, listen, we have different views, we have different perspectives, but I'm not letting that divide us. We're brothers. We're brothers. And, and we, could, we could disagree, but let's not let it divide us. If you don't know how to disagree properly, in a way that's going to build NKN, then we say that. But here's the skill that I told you I would reveal to you. You can disagree with somebody with the matara, with the goal and the focus to make you closer. How? I'll teach it to you. Let's say your child says um, they're against uh, they're against tire. I say tire never existed. Well, let's pick any topic, whatever it is. They say something. Now, here's the rules. First of all, you never ever put them down. You never say you're stupid, you're, you're dumb. How could you say that? You don't put them down. You you respect them, full respect. And you say, I hear what you're saying, but let me tell you my perspective. And you say your thing. And your kid might put you down, but you don't take it personal. So these are two things. You have to be a hecker a mensch. You have to be, you have to be very, have a lot of muscle, emotional muscle. Number one is, I'm never going to put you down. I'm not going to insult you. I'm not going to say, how could you think that? Like, you know, you see like liberals fighting with, uh, with, with the conservative, with the other people, right? And we think the liberals are a sugar. You're going to go teach five-year-olds about, about changing your gender. You're out of your mind. There's no way to be to, to be respectful, but it doesn't help because they're looking at it like that. And they say you're you're dinosaurs, and you're not gonna you're crazy old people. There's no dialogue. Sometimes it's so hard to have dialogue. But but you ever see these debates? You ever watch the debates? I don't think there's any purpose to ever debate anybody because I've never seen a debate that this person convinced this person of anything, and this person convinced this person of anything. They both leave the debate more entrenched in their own thought. So what, what kind of a debate is that? So if you're debating to run for president, you're going to continue your way, you're going to continue your way, you're going to say you're stupid and you're going to ruin the world and you say you're stupid, you're on the world. But if you're doing it to be Makarov, you're doing it to get close to somebody, what's the sense of the debate? We debate with the bigger matara that I'm going to bring you close. So I would say to the kid, tell me, what's your, what's your thought process? I'm so interested to hear. Well, you know, let's say talk about the army. The they suck blood out of the thing and they're supposed to go ahead and, and everyone's supposed to pay for them and they're dying. And, and, and you say, I really hear your point. I hear, because it's true, I do hear that point. I hear the Chiloni point. Chiloni taxi driver told me, why is my son prepared to die and he could die and my neighbor's son is not dying because he's sitting and learning? Because they don't appreciate our point of view. I hear what he's saying, right? Why is our blood free and your blood is not? And the truth is, if the Chilonim would would uh, would not be in the army, or if let's say um, if um, Arachim would be would be um, fully successful and all the Chilonim would become Haredim, then we we do need an army, so we we would be stuck. But you know, because we, because they're they want to fight and we want to learn. And we believe that uh, our learning is protecting them. And some of them also understand that and there is a way to describe that how come Israel is surrounded by 70 wolves and, and there's a schos because we're Jews and what keeps us Jews is Torah. But, you know, it takes a lot to explain our side. Their side is, is something everybody would agree with. So explain to me your side. 
No, that's, I, I hear you completely. I hear you completely. You want to hear my side? If he says no, then you say no problem. End of the debate. You, you know, there was no harm done. And most of the time, they'll say, no, I'm not interested in your side. Your side is stupid. Okay. Pass the fish. Let's have, let's move on. There's no, there's no argument. There's no, you're not trying to win him over. You're trying to win him. You're not trying to win the debate. So you, you listen to him. I hear you. Would you like me to say the other side? Now, let's say he says yes. So you're going to say, well, the idea is, you know, Republicans versus Democrats, right? Or gun control. People fighting over gun control. Well, I feel that, um, even that, that really, if we take away guns, then the, then the, there'll be less, less chance of bad people getting their hands on guns. And he's going to say, you're crazy. All the bad people get guns anyway. It's only the good people that are going to, and you're not going to take it. You're not going to take his attack personally. And you say, I hear you. It makes a lot of sense. I want to think about it. Now, the next day, you find an article on whatever the, whatever the disagreement was. You find an article that agrees with him. And you say, look, I found an article, Mamash, about this, and agree with you. You're so smart. Okay, so do you agree with me? I'm thinking about it. The day after or two days later, you find an article that agrees with you. And you say, look, do you want to see this article? This explains a little bit why I'm thinking what I'm thinking. But I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I want to hear about this. And you go back and forth and back and forth. And each time, and this is very key, throughout the debate process, you never, like I said, you never put down the other side. You never say, you're stupid, you're gullible, you're naive. What are you, what are you thinking? How could you think like that? Blah, 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 blah. You never take what he says personally. And you look for every time to validate him and his brain say, wow, you're so smart. And you try to put in jokes. I was always able to find a joking way to lighten things up. And you look to boost your relationship. Wow, you're so smart. And I still disagree with you, but one thing's for sure. You are smart. You, you read up on this. You know what you're talking about. I'm very proud of you. You're very smart. You should run for president. You should run for kind. The world would be a better place with people like you. I appreciate your passion. You could say not altogether, you know. I see how passionate you are. That's good. It's good to be passionate. Yeah, I want to think about it. I'll get back to you. And then you show him how he was right. And then you go ahead and you say, um, how he's right and how I'm right. And each time you look for a way to compliment and you look for a way to improve the NKM and never get sucked into the dialogue. Our tafkid is to improve nafshik shur benafshik. That's our tafkid. Our tafkid is nothing else. We're not here to accomplish a win. We're not here to convince him. We're here to build NKN because the more that you have a connection, the greater the automatic influence is there and it changes a person's mindset. Dialogue has to be open. So again, the first way when you don't have skill is, listen, we disagree on certain things. We agree on a lot of other things. We agree that we love shawarma. Let's have shawarma. We agree that we love steak. Let's go out to eat. We don't have to talk about the few few things that divide us. But if you can enter the dialogue with these rules and winning the NKN, and when you're done, when you say, think about it, you say, can I have a hug? And you have a hug, you can make the person closer to you by arguing. And we all know that whoever learns Gemara, when you're learning with a Chavusa, you, 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 and over there, sometimes you could say negative things, but you end, you're closer to each other. If you, if you hate the person or you think he's stupid, then you got, you got it. That's not tired. You have to find a different Chavusa. 
idea is to focus. I'm going to win the person, not the argument. And I don't have to say you're right. I could say I respectfully disagree because we know that there's a lot of people that disagree on this. There's a lot of Republicans. There's a lot of liberals. There's a lot of conservatives. We're allowed to disagree and we're allowed to still be related. And I still respect your opinion. Now, you can't say I respect your opinion when he says there's no God. You don't say I respect your opinion. You say, listen, I hear you. Like I told the atheist, he said, there's no God. And he came to debate me. I said, let's, let's understand. I will never prove to you that there's a God because he's invisible. You will never prove to me that there's not a God because I'm a mime. So why don't we just go eat supper? Why should we waste time? Why should we waste time? You say there's no God. I, I respect your opinion. I understand that he's invisible and I understand that a lot of bad things happened and I, I hear and by the way, I want to tell you, we have at least over 50 TP Kips, kids in pain, who expressed that they were atheists, there's no God, who are today not atheists. Almost all of them, or maybe even all of them by now, not atheists. What changed? Nothing. Here's the big, the big Kiddush. They never got answers for any of their questions. People think, oh, I have to bring you to Arachim and I have to bring you to this guy and that guy. They're in pain. Take away their pain. Do what the, the, the Baal Shem Tov said. Love them more. And because of that, they will leave their Kvira. Now, I, I, I realized recently, we're talking about an intellectual problem. Intellectual, they don't, they're Kaifer. They're atheists. They don't believe in God. And the Baal Tov's medicine is emotional. Love is emotional. How do you win an intellectual argument with emotions? It's a different realm. Parents is, it's not intellectual. It's all emotions. A person is hurt. They need love. They need medicine. The medicine is ahava. That's what the Baal Tov said. He didn't say debate them. He didn't say go prove to them. It's very good to go to someone who would not grow up from and is not, and is not uh, anti- and Arachim can go and, and all these projects inspire and all these things, they can go and they can have a, a smart rabbi talk to a thousand professors that are atheists and win. And this, this 16 year old from Williamsburg, you can't win because they're not atheists. They never, they're, they're not, they don't know anything about Judaism. They just know pain. They don't know anything about, about, it's easy to say. Can't be a God. And they have questions. How, where was God in the Holocaust? How do you kill a million children, a million babies? How come Hashem told um, uh, us to kill the children of Amalek? And these are good questions. We also have them, but we're from, because we believe that, that we don't have to understand. Like Katsukar Rebbe said, I would never serve a God that I could understand. So we're okay to not understand. They're not okay because they're in pain. Do the love. Like the Satma Rebbe said, and I'll tell you what it means. It means whatever money you give all your other children, give this kid double the money. You should know that you love him. That's Lehav Eisen And the Chazanish said the same thing. Bring them in. Pull them in. Love. And don't push them away. And all Chasidish, Litish, everybody said the medicine for Kira, the medicine for not being from, the medicine is love, acceptance. Changes the mindset. And I saw it, Bakush. I saw it, Mamish Bakush. How they came in, Tom Sweeno, angry and, and, and fire. I, a kid, a kid had a, a Rosh Hashanah, a Maxer, he said, I'm going to urinate on it. 
Today, he's married. He's from. His children are, he was, he just, uh, I saw him, he made, um, when I saw him a couple of years ago, he already made the second bris. He has like three kids, four kids in regular yeshiva schools. What happened? Love, acceptance. Nothing up here. No, no, no fighting. Nothing up here. It's all over here. So this is what we do. While we're, while we're debating, we're just looking for love. So he says something, even though we don't agree with him, you're so smart. That's genius. Let me think about it. You know what? But I heard, what about this? What about this? I can, I, I can understand your questions on God. I, I can't answer. can't answer. Like I had a kid, one of the first kids at home, sweet home, sitting in my dining room. I just opened up. I was a 30-year-old. I was cursing Hashem. Hashem Amalpus. I'm just like F-U-C-K-G-O-D. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, what in the world am I supposed to have? No training. And when he finished, I, Hashem gave me Seat Dishmaya. I told him, I said, I think since Avram Avinu, there was no bigger Maimon than you. Nobody ever believed in God as much as you since Avram Avinu. So he looks at me, what? I said, you went through a lot of pain. And you really did. And you really believe in God. And you really believe in Ashkaka Pratis. You believe that God determined and decided that he pulled the trigger to ruin your life. And that's why you're in pain. That's why you're cursing. Makes a lot of sense. He looked at me and said, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. And within a year, he was Shemitarimitsis. He didn't have any answers on the Holocaust. He didn't have any answers on his own pain, why, why he was molested at eight years old, why he was thrown out of his house after he was being beaten. And he lived on, on a train and he lived on a truck. You don't need answers. There are no answers. You give sympathy and empathy and you boost. And you say, my brother, I'm with you. We'll end with, with this. Amazing Zaira Kaddish, I say it all the time. He took off time from learning. Little tire, right? But you're allowed to do it. He took off time from learning to visit the sick. He sees a sick person. The person, it says, had stomach pain, which was so bad that he was cursing Hashem. Zaira Kaddish, he's hearing somebody curse God. So he goes over to him and he says to him, why are you cursing God? Why don't you pray to him to heal you? In other words, if you're cursing Hashem, it means you believe in him. You believe in Hashem, and you believe that he's causing you this pain. So you're cursing him. Same story as, as my as the whole Sinon boy. I just didn't know the Zaira comes then. So you believe in Hashem, and that's why you're cursing him, for your pain. But if you believe in him, why don't you pray to him to take away your pain? So the man tells him, Shimon Bayechai, you're right. I pray to Hashem, I daven to Hashem to take away my pain and to give it to you. Shimon Bayechoi says, you're right. I should have stayed in Bismarck. I should have stayed and learned. It was a bit tired. Because why did I leave learning? To go ahead and make people who are sick feel better. Not to get them upset and to judge them and to tell them what I would do if I were you. To tell people who are in pain how they should act. Oh, how could you say that? Don't say that. Don't talk like that. This is their reality. They feel that Hashem turned their back on them. They said, We can't understand why. But again, they again had problems. And they said it a thousand times. And Hashem did not. In his, Hashem's wisdom and 
it's easy for us to say, but you're not allowed to say like the Balshemter, you're supposed to be a kaifer on somebody else's problems. When it comes to yourself, you say Gamzul Lutai. When it comes to somebody else, you should be a kaifer. He prayed to Hashem, please make that the guy should stop molesting me. And Hashem didn't listen. Hashem could have made the guy stop, could have made the guy do tshuva, could have made the, the parents move of that family, could have made his father stop beating him up, could have made him that, that he should get the help that he needed, he shouldn't live on a train. He prayed a lot before he gave up. Now he does every Yom Kippur, he does the Tainas Dibur to make up for the Yom Kippurs that he, that he broke. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to judge him, I'm going to judge him, but I think the, the message, I think it's Pasha, but it's a little bit deeper. The man told the Pshim I dive into Hashem to take away my pain and to give it to you. What? Why? To give it to you. I think his message was, and then we'll see how you preach high and holy, Reb Shimon Let's see how you do. You're looking down at me, but what if you went through all my pain? Maybe you'd be worse than me. Maybe you'd also be cursing God. That's the way we have to look when we hear somebody cursing Hashem or not keeping Shabbos. We have to say, if we had their pain, we would be worse than them. How do we know that we would be better? Are we asking in the next Gilgal Hashem, let me come down and go through what this person went through? We don't want their pain. We don't want their nesiyahs. So don't judge them. And through all of this understanding, when we have this humbleness and this anava, we can engage in conversation. In each conversation, we're boosting the NKN. We're complimenting. We're making jokes. We're lightening it up. We're showing them, yeah, I hear you. I understand you. Let me think about it. Let me see, go back to you. And then he's going to slug you up. And you can stretch it out for six months, a year. And you're stretching out hours and hours of interaction, which we want interaction instead of the first way, which is just shutting it down and looking for other ways to interact. The real skill is to be able to interact and to say, you know what? Let's, let's, let's go through this. And eventually, with your love and your fun, they'll be very open. I used to walk around in home seat home with my safe and Nesiva Shalom and never said to them, let's learn. And when they got healthy and they saw I'm non-judgmental, they all, most of them, came over to me and said, can we learn? And I used to learn with them privately. So they wanted they wanted to hear, but if, as long as they don't want, there's no reason to talk. I hope I answered your question, and I hope it's very clear.